Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Halala Show Season 2 Mix Number 37. Yeah, welcome to the Halala Show. And uh, whoa, we got some sponsors this week. What? Yeah. First of all, thank you to Upstream. Uh, you can check out the uh, the new Bob Odenkirk movie, Nobody. It's on upstream.ph. Currently has a 98% Rotten Tomatoes no and way. Metacritic score. Yeah. And it is one of the best, hailed as one of the best action comedy thrillers in recent years by film critics. You can watch it from the comforts of your own home at upstream.ph. I already watched it, actually. Good movie. Oh, we really? about it on here. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's like John Wick-esque, you know? Love it. Love it. Thank you, them. And also to EHEF, the European uh, Higher Education Foundation. And uh, we'll talk yeah, about it. We actually, have a really, yeah, I know. We're, we're actually joined <laughs> by our esteemed guests today. Yeah. So we're going to talk about EHEF later on on the pod. Yeah, for the commercials. But uh, for the first timers here, welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is where we just talk about anything and everything under the sun. We have a little bit of structure. We have something called Where You Been, where Rika and I talk about our lives. And then we have yeah. the TTs for today. What are our trending topics for today? Well, first of all, we're going to start with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what does that voice? Well, first of all... Well, first of all, we're going to start with, you know, like election news. Who's going to run for president? You know, voter registration and everything. Because we are responsible human beings. Indeed, and we are adults indeed. up in here. Yes, we are. And then we are going to talk about the tragic news that happened in La Union about uh, Brie Johnson and her death. And we're also going to talk about a story that's somewhat similar. Yeah, similar involves a, uh, a well, in this case, a missing person, but uh, okay. presumed dead already. But a case that captivated the Internet, spe- actually, especially on TikTok, uh, about a, a girl who went missing named Gabby Petito, uh, and also the the kind of the, the the disappearance of her boyfriend, who is a suspect in her disappearance, and it, it was mm-hmm. a witness in her a key witness that they're looking for to find out what really happened to Gabby Petito. So we'll talk about that uh, for our TT today. You can go to the timestamps if you want to skip to that. But shall we start with where you been? We can do yeah, where you yeah. been. What you do this week? No, you start. I'll start. Okay. No, no, I'll start because you, you start. started last year. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, right. Well, what happened this week? Oh, right. Yesterday, I was just with my friends. And this is the reason why we didn't get to record yesterday. Because I don't know. I just felt like it was uh, only my second day off. Like, literally, I have nothing to do. So I wanted to just enjoy the day fully you know what i mean so i ate for the first time in kiku fuji i know i know it's i know it's been there for like the longest time right but i feel like because i didn't grow i didn't you know have my college years here um i didn't really get to experience i don't know that 
that part of the city. So it was my first time trying Kikufuji for the lunch, uh, for the lunch menu. And I think it's more sulet if you take the lunch, but I don't know. I know it's my first time, but it was definitely worth it because they have like the tuna crispy, whatever. And I ordered fish, which was mm. soft. It was so soft, like butter. It's like you were eating. It's like I'm eating butter. Yummy. Yummy. And it was so flavorful. It wasn't fishy at all. And then, um, yeah, so we went to Kiko Fuji, we went to Yardstick. Oh my God. Okay. What? So, wait, lang. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, Sorry, I tried this. I know. Uh, I tried this drink in Yardstick and it's called Americano Soda. So, basically, it's an Americano, I guess, in soda water. Um, but I loved it and it's. Basta, basta may, may lion siya. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> may lion okay. okay pag nakita mo pumunta ka doon parang nakalagay lion something anyway but you can order an americano soda and it has a lemon slice on top of it it was so refreshing i actually forgot that i was drinking coffee it was so so good and they actually have like other flavored uh coffee in that line i think i guess it's like a line in their menu um they have like popcorn coffee and everything like marshmallow and shit so super set up uh i i recommend you guys try the americano soda um i don't know i like i know say i like bright i like bright coffee so that was pretty bright for me pretty what is br- i'm sorry what does that mean what is bright i mean coffee it's mean? more it's more on like the fruity acidic you know, side uh, versus it's bitter more- Versus yeah, bitter. no, more like dark. Gets more, ah, okay, okay. deep, deep coffee. I really enjoyed that drink. And then we walked to the other side of the street where Curator was, and they had, thankfully, they had the coffee uh, cold brew slushy because usually they would only have it during weekends, but they had it on a Monday, and I was so lucky because I got to try their. Cold brew and coconut water slushy. Oh Damn. my god, it's like a vacation in your freaking mouth, dude. <laughs> it's like your tongue was on vacation. It's I was so blown away by both cups that I bought. I did not regret a single thing that I spent yesterday. It was so good. Um, day off well spent. Um, actually. Um, after that, we delivered coffee to somebody and then, because my friend works in, in, apat kasi kami, si Jelly Abs ako and Alec. And then we delivered coffee to somebody, um, because one of my friends, they work in Yardstick and they had like a PR thing delivered. And then after that, we had pizza and beer and my condo, thankfully, were allowed because you know, parang you know, they ease the restrictions and everything. But of course, we're still safe. We're all vaccinated, and what else? Oh, before that, actually, we were all still together because, um, oh right, we drank in Juanitos. I love Juanitos. Juanitos is open. I yes, love Juanitos. Mm. We ate like twenty sticks of isao. And a bunch of peanuts. And then I was wondering why I was so hungry at the end of the night. And I, because I drank a couple of beers and then I drank more beer, you know, as a, as the night progressed. But for some reason I was passed out. Like they had to carry me to my bed. Like they had to change my clothes. 
I don't know what I you know what we actually have a theory it's because the day before that Saturday night I rode my bike from Ortiga Center to Quezon City Tandang Sora to my house at 10 p.m. dude after a long day at our coffee counter I had my shift at RX and then after that I just decided for some reason I wanted to bike so from Ortigas, I went to Guadix. I rode Edsa. I went to White Plains, which is so, so dark, by the way. Damn, you rode along Edsa? You're, you're a gangster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I got lost in Marikina City. I was so shocked because I was just following the, the road. I was following the, the bike lane. And then I saw that tarpaulin in Marikina. Why am riverbanks? Na ako? So yes, I got lost in riverbanks. And thankfully, I still had like 20% battery. On my phone, but still, that was pretty risky, right? Um, and I just went back to Katipunan. Thankfully, it was just like a long U-turn. Um, so I got home at around 11.30. It was a pretty long ride because I had to stop from time to time because I wanted to document everything. <laughs> so I had to take photos and videos and shit. Uh, I got home and I was so tired. I didn't even... I don't know. I didn't even... I, like wash my hair or whatever. I love it. Then I woke up. I didn't want to ride my bike anymore going to Ortigas because I had a shift at our coffee counter. So I took a grab. And the grab uh, driver was so nice. He allowed me to put my bike at the back of his uh, car, like dun sa passenger salikod. And we took out the front wheel and everything. And apparently because he understood because he also rides his bike around. That's cool. I know. And he told me about like the routes and stuff and like the rules and where, you know, where to go and like secret, you know, like pathway and stuff. So um, that was pretty cool. Actually, I'm so I actually have his name on my phone, so I'm going to look for it later. But. Shout out to you, Weird Grab Driver. So I went to, you know, I went back to Capitolia for my shift. Friday was pretty chill. Actually, the rest of the week was pretty chill because it was raining a little bit, I think. I don't remember doing anything special. Maybe, did I watch a movie? Right. I watched Coda, by the way. Did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. It's, it's good, right? It's it's like a hug. I know. It's like a, it's like a warm hug. I, I love loved that it. Movie. I know it. I mean, and especially with how they talk, they talk so normally. Mm-hmm. You know how? Because sometimes I don't know they overdo it in movies with a. Alam mo yung parang cadence nung nung ano conversation parang medyo praktisado yeah. yung ganon. <laughs> yung dito parang may awkward silence. Yung I just mm. I I love the whole movie. So thank you for recommending that one. Ang ganda ng bosses ka, no? Her her voice ang is ganda, so nice. Ang ganda ng lahat. Yeah. As in like na appreciate ko talaga. Oh, um I did watch I was I'm still watching Hometown Cha Cha Cha. I because you know, you know me with Korean dramas. I mm-hmm. watch it I don't know when I'm just free. What is the story of Hometown Cha Cha Cha? Well, I know you like it because the guy from Startup is in it, right? Yeah, si Kim Son Ho. So anyway, basically um this big time dentist went to the countryside to open up her own clinic and he she got to know this this hometown chief like the village chief and then apparently he's like the guy you call for everything in that village 
he's the plumber, he's the, you know, doorknob guy, he's everything. He's a real estate broker. He's everything. <laughs> so, hindi ko pa alam yung catch, but that's basically, I guess that's like the whole premise of hometown cha-cha. Alam mo yun, yung parang... Yes. He goes uh, around, you he's know, like the a village. Jack of all trades, right? Guy who fixes everything. And I mean, it's Kim Sonho, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> I am not complaining. Uh, what else did I do? I have to look at my phone. <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> that's how you're reminded. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh, camera ng phone ko. My focus on my camera has been broken for like a few months now. I think. I only oh, realized right. it well, like oh last yeah. Nakita nga. Nakita nga kita, you were you were taking photos videos, of like ah, videos of something mm. <laughs> <sa> front cam. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I do remember. So uh, Abby and I um we biked to Makati and we took another route because it's I mean like we have a route that we take that we're used to, which is BGC. We cross Edsa, we go to we go to Makati and stuff like that. Uh, but this time around, we had to drop off coffee, like emergency drop off, because we don't usually do that, to a customer in Mandaluyong. And it's the street called F. Martinez Street. And whenever we mention that street to bikers, like our customers, they would be like, oh, man, why'd you take that road? Oh, man, I feel so bad for you. Which just means it's such a hassle road. And it was so chaotic to the nth level. It's like the movie Uncut Gems, but road version. Okay. Gets mo ba? Yeah. <laughs> Ang daming nangyayari. There was a bike lane. It was a decent bike lane, by the way. But there were just like a lot of tricycles parked and my baby. Tapos may nakatwalya. Tapos yung ganon. Yung parang, uh, ano nangyayari, guys? <laughs> so it was along that road, deep Mandaluyong. It was actually the part where parang ano na siya Makati area na rin siya. So um we went to that street and then just a little bit we just crossed a bridge which is the Mandaluyong Makati bridge and we were in JB Rizal. We went to Kohi, Kohi Kohi Coffee. Kohi, Kohi Coffee. Ma- Sorry, Kohi Makati on Instagram and they have the Kohi Coffee, yung the the iced ones, yung parang naka ice cubes na coffee. And then you pour milk. Yeah, that's like their specialty. Uh, but since it was too late to have coffee, me and Abs, we just bought their Japa dogs. So they have like hot dogs. And th- these are the hot dogs that I like because alam mo may snap. Yung when you bite on it, it has like a snap. Like a cr- it, like yeah. a like a case. Like a, yeah, 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 yeah. Yung parang may casing siya, ganun. So we got the their hot dogs. It was so good. It was so worth it. It was so worth the hassle of crossing Mandaluyong. Um, and they were pretty nice people too because a couple of days after, we because we got to talk to the owner, the owners actually, and one of them uh, is Brian. We got to talk to him. And a couple of days after, they visited us in our coffee counter. And it was just so Cute. nice for me, like, you know, to see the community not hating on each other, more like supporting each other, literally nag lunch break sila sinara nila yung kohi so that they could go to one c alam mo yon and i'm like nakakakilig wala lang <laughs> uh, that's why i feel like now because 
we got so much, I don't know, support from people over the whole quarantine. We felt like we really wanted to give back and to support other small businesses as well. So I am so genuine in telling all the Leche fans this. If you have like um, a community or village Uh, I don't know, coffee shop, milk tea bar or flower shop or whatever, something small, a small business. If you can't support, why not? Diba? Instead of, I don't know, ordering sa isang malaking chain, uh, why not support these small businesses in your area, especially black, pink, in, in your area. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, actually, after that, I went to Cheech and Chang naman. You know what? I've never been there. You know what? I feel like you're gonna like it. I know. Dude. I, you it's know what? I feel like I will. <laughs> I feel like you will, dude. Like, let's go there. Um, Gag sobrang. I'm so happy for them because they had to they had to close even for takeout during the whole quarantine. Mm-hmm. And once they opened up, they opened up reservations for the night for the first night they're gonna open, dude. Fully booked. Like, wala. Sure. Wala na table. Sobra. And I'm so, so happy for them. Thankfully, uh, my friend, I think, knows the owner or something. Um, nakakuha kami na table earlier than the scheduled. Gets mo ba? Nauna That's kami. Nice. So, when the people who reserved the actual table were there, we had to leave. But it was still so good because I got to eat lechon macau bao the best for the win, dude. Mm. As in, lechon macau bao supremacy. Hindi ko na talaga alam. As in, wala na ako iba maisip buong gabi. Like, after eating that bow, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Lechon macau bao. But anyway, uh, that was my week. I just yeah. worked out a lot. And then, you know, be- I had to work out because... I eat a lot. <laughs> oh, that's me yeah. every day. I know. <laughs> Finn? Finn. Finn. Uh, you know, while it's fresh in my mind, since we're talking about food, I got a, I got a bunch of food uh, sent to me uh, over the week. The, the most recent one was from uh, Indulge by Daisy Marie. You've had their champurado, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So the chocolate champurado, I didn't get that one. They, they sent me something that is coming soon. So it was actually the... Uh, I was one of the first few people to taste it. And it's the ube champurado with panna cotta on top. My God. Dude, that shit is good. It's not so too hungry. sweet. It's not Why too would you sweet. do this to me? It's so good. So I don't know when they're releasing it. You can check it out on Instagram. I think it's Indulged by Daisy Marie. Just search it. I'm sure you'll find it. I don't know when it comes out. but the Because I've never had the chocolate one that you've had. Yeah. Uh, but It's the, so good. Yeah, if, it's, if it's similar, then I, 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 I look forward to trying it as well. Because... The ube panagota was not, I mean, it's sweet, but it's not like overly sweet. And I think it was really like a worthy, like I would buy it. I would buy it. It was sent to me, but I would definitely buy that again. It's so good. I finished two tubs in two days. It was crazy. I also got some Sylvanias from Conti's, which were really good. I love the, the, I forgot the name of the flavor. Yung parang, ano, cookie butter. <laughs> I forgot the name, eh. Uh, it escapes me, but Conti's has a really good, uh, their Silvanias are really good. Other than that, man, my week has been pretty slim. So I told you guys that I bought shirataki because I bought it in the IG store. Oh, it's was Did you like it? Okay, so uh, okay. I, it's, I got it's the in the preparation. Yeah, so I got, <laughs> I got the, the brand that is sold on Shopee. The, the name of the store is uh, All Good Mart. Um, okay. So each each pack of uh, noodles is like sixty nine pesos. So I, there's angel hair. There is spaghetti. 
and then there's rice. So I got all three. TBH, the rice, I wasn't super feeling. Like, it's okay. Okay. But it, but it made my tummy feel a little bit weird. I don't think, uh, not really bad. It just, it, maybe hindi lang sana yung, ano, chan ko sa shirataki rice. I don't know. But the noodles itself were good. Uh, so I ordered, <laughs> I ordered 60 more. No, 60? For, yeah, for Six, the month. Yeah, wait. for the month. Six zero? Six zero, yeah. Why? For the, for the month. But I replaced ko na yung, ano. Yung, yung pasta, yung, yung pasta and rice in general, uh, you know, to, to shift to a more low carb diet. Uh, hopefully I can see the, you know, hopefully it helps me. Well, my goal is weight losses. So I think it's going to work. I mean, so far the last week and a half that I've had it, even though I ate all the, the you know, the champorado and stuff, my weight has actually gone down a little bit. So I'm not, you know, not medical advice, right? But I'm just saying like, I think it's a, a good change to my diet so far so i bought you know i bought enough to i just bought the noodles i bought the spaghetti because I, I can't taste the difference between angel hair and spaghetti tbh because i just well it's just thinner right yeah i just put you know i just put different stuff like toppings so like you said but you you put yours with peanut butter and yeah cereal. so i was just mixing random stuff with it uh so yeah that, that's kind of like the only major highlight of my week besides one more thing which i i actually i can talk about this for a little bit I binge watched Squid Game. On okay, I know a lot of people are talking about oh, yeah. this. Spoiler, this free, yeah, spoiler free. But uh, the the synopsis is so if you've ever watched uh, Hunger Games, Battle Royale, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it's a similar concept where people are uh, put in a game and they have to compete to survive, and okay. the, the winner takes home a large cash prize. Now they added some things that I kind of never seen in this sort of battle royale genre mm-hmm. uh, one is it's not really a spoiler but they're they're doing it for money right normally like i say you know, like a battle royale hunger games they're not doing it for money it's involuntary in this case uh the people who are playing the game actually chose to be there which is pretty a different you know a different take on the whole genre uh, i don't know the name of the stars tbh i know two of them are pretty like they they've been in other K dramas. I don't watch K dramas. Oh wait, it's a K drama. Yeah, it's a K drama. It's nine oh, episodes. Okay. Yeah, it's like a mini series. So nine episodes. Each episode is about fifty minutes long. So it's like a mini movie every time, and it is violent. It is intense. The acting, for the most part, I think, is really good. Except for the there's, you'll know what I'm talking about. But there's like. But there's white people. <laughs> They're garbage. <laughs> They're so bad. Um. But the, the the show itself has some fantastic like set pieces too. The yung yung parang ano yung diba every battle royale movie has a setting diba. Uh, yeah. Like in Hunger Games they have the dome with all the unique you know mga whatever battle royale it's like an island. In this case, their their take on the on the games is parang a childhood game. So if it was here, let's say the let's say the Squid Game was a game was made here. Yung mga games na mga patintero, yung mga old school Pinoy games. But in this case, it's old school Korean like childhood games. That's the that's their twist on the the game. Yun lang deadly yung mga games. <laughs> so it was a I don't know. I I think it's a it's a great watch. Uh, I don't want to talk. It's about, stressful. It's stressful, but it's it's inter- I mean, it, for, it's like edge of your seat stressful. Like you know, oh, but damn. you want to watch what happens next. You're 
you're wondering who's going to die next. Who do you want to survive? You start picking favorites. You start questioning your own morality, too, because, you know, all these movies, whenever I watch them, not just Squid Game, but every battle royale, like uh, Last Man, Last Woman Standing kind of scenario always makes me wonder what I would do faced with the same scenario. And I'd like to think I'd be like nice and, you know, uh, I would, I would, you know, be noble and stuff, but down the line, man, I don't think I, I I think I relate more to the villains. Shit. What if like we're in that situation? Right. That at the end, we would have to kill, 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 (laughs) I'll kill you with kindness. (laughs) We'd have to kill each other, dude. well, that's what I'm saying. Like at that point, you know, ideally one of us right now, I would say if it was, if that was the, if you brought it up to me, I say, oh, maybe we could flip a coin and then one of us will just, you know, right. jump off a cliff. But when it comes to that moment, it could, would, would it be? Uh, you I wouldn't just, know. Might, I might push you. <laughs> my, my arm, my hands are around your neck already. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so tired. I would be crying. I'm so tired enough to push you off the cliff. Uh, but yeah, Squid Game. It's on Netflix, so you don't got a special agent on it. Uh, it's free. It's a, it's a it's a great you know it's a great uh, time. There are some things that I didn't like. Also, we can discuss it uh, maybe in a few weeks down the line. So that yeah. you know what, but a spoiler. We can talk about spoilers now. But yeah, that's that's pretty much my week, man. It was very slim okay. as it always is. So uh, Finn, shall we uh, do the first set of TTs before Go we do ahead. our commercials? Wapow. Let's talk talk some uh, adulting stuff. Let's talk some politics, freaking G. No, not really politics. It's really more on the voter. Yeah. No, the 2022 election. Okay, let's talk about it. So wait first. So we have to start with the uh, shocking news that Manny Pacquiao will be running for president, will be running for, yeah, the presidency in 2022. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, it's a little. I'm still in shock that they pushed through, but at the same time, it's kind of like we already knew. Yeah, not 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 surprised. <laughs> not surprised. Yeah. So it says here, Pacquiao accepted the nomination of his political allies during the National Assembly, um, of his faction, which is PDP Eleven Party. Um, and then they nominated Duterte for uh, vice president. Uh, so that those are just the facts. We are just laying down the facts, okay? okay? And there are a lot of talks on who will be running or, you know, all of their bets and stuff. But another one that's, um, that's what do you call this, verified, is Mr. Escol Moreno. Uh, he will also run for the presidency in 2022. Yeah, this was announced a few hours ago. Like a few hours ago. Yeah. Yeah, So according to his campaign manager, he will be running with Willie Ong, a doctor and public health advocate who ran for uh, senator in 2019. He lost, but managed to get the second highest number of votes from overseas absentee voters. So, I mean, I, I honestly, at this point, uh, I don't know what to feel. <laughs> also, because you know what? Somebody actually told me that they truly believed in this one 
um, what do you call this candidate, candidate before? And they they had the same they had the same beliefs and virtues and everything. That's why they voted for this candidate. And then during the during the term, this person was the worst. Like mm. big lang one eighty. What happened didn't right. fulfill anything. So at this point, I really don't know what to expect anymore. They might shock us. We don't know. Yeah. Um, who knows? <laughs> who knows really at this point? So yes, those are just the facts that we are laying down. We don't really, I don't know. I don't have any, you know, violent thoughts about it. Yeah. The, the it's not that- like we can stop them from running, <laughs> but what we can do is to register to vote in case somebody runs that is actually aligned with, you know, people's beliefs. Deadline. It's a, and- so the deadline is on September 30, 2021, but apparently the Comelec Chairman Sheriff Abbas um, is actually thinking about a period extension and they're going to have it on their agenda on the Senate. Oh, what? You know, you know, they have a resolution seeking for its adjustment, but this is just all talks first. Um, but still, the end of the registration would be September 30, 2021. So, guys, uh, I believe they already have it in malls. They have it in um, universities. And just remember that this is a one-time, big-time thing. So, I know it's like the biggest hassle of all. But for me... Kasi experience ko din. I mean like alam mo yun, parang may experience naman natin to lahat. It's not like nobody special here. Ikaw lang yung experience so. But still, I mean, it's still okay to voice out your opinions that you know, it's very inconvenient. Yes. And the whole registration process is very But it, they made it easier now. Huh? They like, did. They said before. they said they made it easier. But I'm getting um, stories from people who just registered this year hmm. and they still waited for hours, ah. sometimes even the whole day. And sometimes they would only give like 200 slots per day. Yikes. So, yeah. So it says, well, actually, maybe an hour when I did it. Yeah. Uh, well, to be honest, the closer it gets to the deadline, you know, the tighter yeah. things are. Yeah, absolutely. So it really is easier if, you know, you register, you know, far from the due date. But yeah, it is the last nine days of last nine days of the voters registration. Yeah. So they have it in malls. Um, they're going to start at 8 a.m. Uh, however, I did hear from a friend earlier just earlier today they asked the guard in one mall and they said what time should we be here and they said 4 a.m. Four a.m. yeah, yeah so oh so yeah ang ginawa niya i think he slept over at a friend's house that's near near the the, the mall oh. yeah so that's what they're going to do um yeah maybe ask Ask the staff, ask the people who work there, ask the people who just registered what the conditions are. And of course, we also want to be safe because you're still going to go in public and you're going to be surrounded by other people. So just be safe. Wear your mask, double mask if you can. Yeah. And don't go near people. Don't don't go talking to people like small talk. Hey, who are you voting for? Hey, who are you voting for? Hey, uh, where'd you go to high school, man? Hey, man, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, and all of the all of the information actually it's in the Comelec 
Facebook page. It's actually pretty easy if you go there, go on there. Yeah, indeed. My Twitter sila, guys. Twitter <laughs> sila. Anyway, that's it. So that's that's it. it for the yeah. for the um election, election stuff. Portion. Updates, updates for updates. now, right? Uh Wapow? Wapow. All right. So before we move on to the final two TTs, we're gonna do our commercials and just a disclaimer. Normally we do these live. But uh, since we had some guests with us, we actually pre-recorded this. And it's a little bit long. It's actually a lot longer than our typical commercials. But we do encourage you to listen because, uh, well, this is It's so speaking. interesting. It's interesting. And I think yeah. it, it, there's something that, uh, you know, especially if you're a student or you, you want to pursue something in graduate studies and maybe in Europe, I think it's a fantastic opportunity. Ooh, right? so ganda. Ganda, ganda. In. All right. So, uh uh, don't skip past it if you if you can. Uh, just listen to the whole thing, and then you can listen to the TVs after. All right, so let's do some commercials. To pay the bill. Commercials. To pay the bill. Commercials. To pay the bills. This mix is brought to you by the E H E F. Rika G, do you know what the E H E F? Of course. Is? Hello. Hello. I have a copy in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the European Higher Education Fair. Yep. And uh, well, we're gonna tell you a lot about it. We actually have some guests today. It's a very special commercials, but uh, here are Ooh, five yeah. things first before we talk to them. Five things you need to know so that uh, when we meet these guests, in case you meet these guests too, you can talk to them about it. Five things to know about the EHEF. So what is the EHEF? Okay. It is the European Higher Education Fair. So it is one of the key public diplomacy events of the EU. And over the years, the EHEF in the Philippines has grown to become a major education fair in the country with uh, representatives from dozens of EU higher education institutions. And last year, Rikaji, can you guess how many in the Philippines uh, were registered participant, participants? Like the actual number. I have an yeah. actual number in mind. Okay. okay. This is, is just it? a guess on no, top no. of my head. Yeah. 8,709 Oh my registered God, you're so good. You're so good. How did you guess that? So bad. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Last year's EHF, EHEF in the Philippines was the biggest to date with 8,709 participants and 93 participating from uh, different places. EHEI is from Belgium, Czech Republic, Germany, Spain, and Aparica G. France. Spain, France, Italy, Hungary. all the places I've never all, been all to. All the places you've never been to. <laughs> Uh, Netherlands, Austria. Netherlands. Yeah, we'll learn what? more. We'll learn more. But uh, there's okay. a theme for this year's EHEF, and it is go higher with EU. Uh, so this is meant to highlight the many opportunities for growth that getting higher education in the EU represents. Of course, you know who who wouldn't want to get higher education in Europe? That would be cool. That's that true. Cool. You want academic yeah. excellence, and this to- is where you go to. And to all our Leche fans who are out there, you're like, oh, I wonder if I can, you know, do I fit in this? Can I do this? Well, who can participate in EHEF 2021? Uh, here are the here are kind of like the 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 breakdown. So Filipino college mm-hmm. grad college graduate and postgraduate students, academician. How do you say that word? Academicians? Uh, academ acad wait academicians. academicians. <laughs> Is it chance or shins? Because we don't know. We we want to. You know what? We can ask them. You know why? <laughs> because we because we did not participate in. EHEF. I know. If we participated, then we, we would, would know, know this same. word. Researchers right? from anywhere in the Philippines who dream and have plans of pursuing higher education 
officials of Philippine higher education institutions, particularly those involved in recruitment, yeah. partnerships, and international relations. Also, and then uh, yes. associations of universities, colleges, and you know professionals throughout the Philippines. Also, parents or guardians of students. You know, yeah. it w- if they're they're interested in. Uh, EU's higher education system. Yeah. And here's the best part. Rika G, is there a registration uh. fee? Burr, 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 burr. It's free. free. <laughs> <laughs> Finger guns in the air. It is absolutely free. Registration and attending the virtual fair is absolutely free. And it's taking place from October one and two. You can check their Philippine uh, Facebook account, EHEF Philippines website as well. Uh, for how to register. But uh, do you need anything else? Uh, do you need a high-speed internet connection? Well, kind of. I mean, it says here that to participate in the webinars, you need to have okay. a smartphone, a tablet, or PC, and mm-hmm. at least an internet connection of 10 megabytes or megabits per second. Yeah. Uh, and Just uh, so, so you get everything, you know, all the information. Yep. And to You reduce- can squeeze out all the, you know, the things that you paid for, a.k.a. nothing, it's nothing. free. <laughs> <laughs> And if you want to pause your downloads for Special Agent John, then download, uh, that will speed up your internet, it says here. Just <laughs> pause all your downloads. Uh, but let's learn more about the EHEF from the three people okay. that actually kind of went through this. So we're going to go through them one by one. Our first uh, guest, I guess, yes, our first our guest, guest is, uh, and we'll, we'll, I'll read his bio because it's impressive. Okay. Kenneth J. Tua, who was Erasmus. Mundus Joint hmm. Master Degree. Well, we're, oh, we're going to wow. learn what that is. Uh, also took uh, different semesters in, f- I'm looking at here, four different universities? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, also, uh-huh. so anyway, <laughs> I cannot process. 2021. <laughs> let's, let's introduce Kenneth. Welcome to the Hala Hala Show, Kenneth. Hello, Kenneth. Hi, JC, Rika. Thanks for having me. Hi, Kenneth. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Good. It's just okay. a very chill day. Nice. So, Kenneth, before we get into, uh, you know, knowing who you are, uh, we we do something here called the Where You Been. So, uh, what have you been doing lately? Maybe well, the past me. seven days. Oh, God, seven days. <laughs> oh, okay. So, thankfully, just to give you some, so thankfully, every Sunday, it's a family day. Then, just to give you some heads up. Yes, I I did. I am graduating actually today. Supposed to be I am oh. in France. Wow, but, congratulations. But, yeah, supposed to be I am in France, but pandemic happened. So it's going to be weird graduation right. at 10 p.m. later. Mm. And then just a PMI, <laughs> I'm going to have a second dose of the vaccine tomorrow. So nice. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Congratulations. Good so you're a college graduate and you're vaccinated. You are. Sana all. Sana all. <laughs> Sana all my second dose. <laughs> Kenneth, uh, let's, let's talk about your experience with uh, EHEF. First of all, what is an uh, Erasmus? By is that the right? Because Rika and I, we were ano eh, summa cum nothing eh, in college. Nothing. So, what is oh, a, what is an Erasmus scholar? Uh, what can you tell us about that and how you achieved that status? Okay, so technically, it's a um, it's a Erasmus Plus program is one of the um, European Union's main program for education, and under that, uh, there's an Erasmus Mundus Joint Master Degree, and that's the one that I'm telling that I'm going to graduate today. Um, it's an opportunity to actually how can I say this? Learn in Europe to be able to mm-hmm. learn in at least two 
universities to four universities. So technically, like what you said earlier, uh, I, it's like a program that you get to go to a university per country. So it's like a big scholarship opportunity where everything is really fully funded by the European Union. Mm. So can I just ask, like, how did you come across EHEF? Like, were you part of an organization in college or something? Or natag ka lang sa Facebook? I mean, how did you, uh-huh. how, how, how did you hear about EHEF yeah. before? Well, well, technically, I was in a actually short program in Singapore, and I and I um, met one of the alumni of the program that mm. I just graduated, and she actually suggested this, and so I did um, explore as people, especially those who are part of the EHEF, and here I am. Thank God. <laughs> nice, and uh, I see here on your uh, resume, uh, you took four semesters, uh, and then each one are different, and the names are so. Can can you just walk us through the countries and the universities that you went to okay so thank you the first semester was in france um, second one in portugal third in romania and the fourth in italy so the idea of this is it's like a different master degrees but it's going to be a joint diploma at the very end so it's really cool and really get to learn different culture different people and of course languages so you moved around a lot. Did you even unpack? I mean, <laughs> oh, sobrang, sobrang TMI, but like, did you have to unpack? Because that's like a lot of moving. <laughs> yeah, it's really stressful because you really need to really unpack every six months. And you know, the anxiety of keeping your luggage, like sending it to the next country. And you're not even sure if the <laughs> um, caretaker will going to receive your uh, luggage on the new apartment. Yeah, yes, it's a, it's a little bit challenging, but it's part of the adulting stuff. So yeah, mm. I did. It really teaches you a lot, not yeah. just, you know, with your, with, with uh, academics, but also with life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And mm. Kenneth, I mean, I assume because you, you, I mean, the program really changed your life. You, you've become an EHEF Goodwill Ambassador. So uh, can you tell us about this year's EHEF and what, what can people expect when they join the fair? Like, what, what is that going to be like, especially since it's going to be happening online? Okay. So um, technically, like what you said earlier, it has a theme of go higher with EU. So it's really with the, it's like going higher with you. So this year theme is actually really wanted to reinforce the European Union's distinction as a center of academic excellence. And it's also as it seeks to exhibit its various efforts to remain a global leader in higher education, research, and innovation. And as compared to last year in which you also said earlier that um, there, there were 93 participating European higher education institution. This year is going to be 140. And for the first time, Poland will join. And of course, the normal people who always join the France, Italy. It's going to be a good um, place where to uh, learn about different opportunities and for universities to, to network and collaborate. Wow. Yeah, so this is all going to be... Poland, um, huh? I know, but this is all going to be virtual, right? Yeah, it's going to yeah. be virtual. So, uh, what can they expect? You know, the students. The here we go again. That this word, academicians. How do you say that? <laughs> How do you say that? <laughs> Academicians. The first time I heard that. Also, <laughs> me so too. I just, uh, <laughs> we struggle with a flow. lot of words in this podcast. Honestly, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what are they going to expect? You know, when they go to the fair. 
Okay, so technically the AHEF, uh, it will enable students to interact directly with representatives from dozens of um, the EU higher education institutions. So to get information from their study programs, and then the prospective students can also enjoy country presentations from EU member states and to listen to testimonials from alumni such as me. So, yeah. Nice. And actually, since we have you here and since you're an alumni, uh, you can give us a little bit of a testimonial uh, about your time there. But I guess a big question that a lot of our listeners would have, uh, Kenneth, is that is the cost, right? What, what was it? Do you need to have a lot of money to, 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 to be a part of this or not? Okay, so technically there are two, uh, let's say, two um, scenarios that you can go. First, if, if you are really able to go to Europe and study, you can just go uh, on a good walk on AHEF virtual and just really know about all the opportunities. But if you wanted to apply for a scholarship, mm-hmm. so you, you can apply to the Erasmus Mundus Joint Master Degree Program and it's, it's going to be like fully funded. So you don't have to pay anything at all. It includes living allowances, um, travel allowances, of course, the tuition fee and some some um, field trips, etc. So it's gonna be really fully paid. And for the, and again, for those who are able, um, there there are also uh, additional support from the from each university that you're going to apply. So it's gonna can be a, a scholarship um, support or etc. So it's really accessible to everyone, and I really encourage everyone to apply. This is so amazing because all you need to worry about is your studies, right? They got you yeah, covered. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So maybe just like a couple more questions for you. Okay. So you, so it says here that you graduated summa cum laude on, with honors. And can you tell us, like, do you have a secret? <laughs> like, what is that your superpower? <laughs> How do you become an honor student? <laughs> Okay, just to clarify, so since I graduated um, in France, it's, it's like the main university out of the four universities. Uh, the, 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 how can I say this? The honors is actually called Mention Trebion. So it's an equivalent to Summa Cum Laude, actually. So that's it. And then second, how, secret, I would say that when I was in college, I'm that student who is of a more organization student. Like mm-hmm. I do extracurriculars. So I, I was not really a Cum Laude. So what I can say that a secret can be is um, like bringing your Filipino identity because we know that um, we're, if we're going to look at the idealistic side, of course, um, Filipinos are very hardworking and persistent. And I guess it's not being resilient, the toxic culture, but it's more really looking at Filipinos being the one who will be trying always their best on whichever scenario. Kumbaga in Filipino, madiskarte. And mm, I love that. So I think I think that's something that I can tell my viewers right now. Like what I said, I was not an honor student during college, but to my surprise, I got this honor. Uh, honor. So I, I'm really, um, even though I'm still shocked. So yeah, I hope I was able to inspire. You know. Yeah. Jeez, may pag-asa tayo. So what you're saying is there's there's hope. <laughs> there's, yes, hope. there's hope. There's hope, for, man. There's hope for us. <laughs> Anyway, Ken, thank you so much uh, for joining us. We're going to be meeting other people who will be talking about EHEF. uh, But uh, it was great meeting you. And hopefully we meet you in person one time. Uh, So thank you so much. Take care. Thanks, Kenneth. Thanks, Kenneth. Thank you, JC. Thank you, Rika. All right. Let's meet our next guest, uh, Rika G. Our next guest. Uh, she is wow. Uh, first okay, of all, we, you can I, do we, this. Oh man! We, <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next guest is a attaché 
for Higher Education, Linguistics, and Head of Campus France Ooh. in the cultural section of the Embassy of France uh, since May of this year. Uh, she has a master's degree in international affairs, uh, degree in geopolitics. What? Ooh, of what? the United States from Long Island University. Let's introduce uh, Yusra Hadoush. Yusra, hi, welcome. Hello. Hi, Yusra. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hello, Yusra. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, welcome. Yusra, first of all, we got a, uh, the, on your resume, we, we were talking about it behind the scenes, but you can speak five languages that's that's insane what language do you, do you have speak? like an extra brain i feel like <laughs> <laughs> there's like an, another one there <laughs> just one so yes i do speak five languages uh, arabic because i studied um, i studied arabic at the university i have a degree in translation and uh, English also, thanks to my studies in, in the U.S. and Moroccan, because my parents are actually originally from Morocco. So that's why. Nice. And so you that is very cool. You know, but uh, I assume you must be busy all the time. But do you what do you do for fun? <laughs> what, what have you been doing this week for fun? Have you watched this anything week. on Netflix? Maybe just this week. Maybe yeah. this week. Do you, do you, have, have you been watching anything lately or listening to anything yeah. new? I've been I've been watching this series on Netflix, Clickbait. I don't know if you know it. Oh, oh yeah, Clickbait. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> and I also enjoyed the reopening of the restaurants, of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? You've been dining out. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, oh, where, that's amazing. Where exactly are you located? I mean, because with your kind of background, you could be living anywhere, and you could be anywhere in the world. Where are you exactly right now? Uh, I'm here in Manila. Manila, nice. Oh, okay. Oh, oh great. I, I was like, oh, because you could have been in New York, could have been in France, and we wouldn't mm-hmm. have known the difference. It'd be the same. You'd be comfortable wherever you are. Yusra, let's talk about the your experience with uh, EHEF. What exactly is your uh, experience with them and your capacity in, in working with them? EHEF. So, uh, so yes, as uh, attaché for higher education, uh, I am in contact with the the French schools. French business schools in France. So, you know, I do like the, um, how can I say that? I do like, I'm the, yeah, I do the contact between the EU delegation and the French schools there in France. So I help them to, to how to, how to introduce their, their schools, their programs and everything. So just to give our listeners an idea, how many universities from France are participating in this year's fair? It will be 26. Wow. And and you're all like managing them. Yes. Right? Okay. As you're yeah. trying your to role. <laughs> as, trying as, to as attaché. Are as we saying the, that word correctly? Are we yeah. saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> and and uh 26 over the I mean spread out all throughout France. I mean how 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 wide is the spread of the universities uh used like is it is it all across France like is it from north to south or are they like really yeah centralized exactly. somewhere yeah no no it's like schools from everywhere in france so we have schools specialized in business we have engineering politics languages there are also schools in um, with programs in culinary arts hotel management and there will be also some universities so yeah we have like it's very diverse very diverse indeed uh wh- yeah i mean like when it comes to studying in france during the pandemic how is it actually 
it's actually pretty good now because the situation in France is much, much, much better. Like we have almost, I think, 80% of the population vaccinated in France. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, universities and schools finally welcomed students uh, physically this year in September, like one week ago, I think. So they can go to school and be there with, this, with their teachers and everything. So it's easier. And also there are some vaccination centers inside the schools and universities. So if the students want to get vaccinated, you know, it's easier for the students. And also one more thing, which is very good for foreign students. Um, if a foreign student go to study in France, he can get vaccinated there in France. Oh, oh. what? They've got you covered even with the vaccination? Well, yes, that's pretty and cool. Then, <laughs> How about... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. And then after the vaccination, you can get this, uh, we call it the pass sanitaire, like the health pass, mm-hmm. which allows you to enter museums, restaurants, like all the indoor places. Ah, so it's kind of like a, an ID showing that you got vaccinated. That's really yeah. cool. Wow. How about for, for Filipinos who aren't fluent in French? How yeah, that, could they study in French? Yeah, that might be a concern like because, uh, you yeah. know, the, the language barrier. What is there? Uh, is it is it difficult for Filipinos who don't speak French? Actually, it's not that difficult because like this year, like more than 90 students, Filipino students went to, to study in France because of the um, because actually like there are more than 1000 programs taught in English in France. Oh, okay. I feel like schools. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I don't know. I feel like if you're already there, you would also learn the language by association because you know everybody speaks French there, right? I mean, you speak like five languages, and <laughs> you probably like it. It really helped if you talk to a person who is also fluent in that language. I don't know because you know what you should just to tell you, I was trying to learn another language this year. And although like I do know the, you know, like the basics, I feel like it would be more helpful if I spoke with another person who's fluent, like a, a conversation. So maybe, yeah, like the Filipinos who would like to study in France would be, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it won't be that hard, right? Totally possible because like, if yeah, usually in the programs they have like French classes for free, and you mm-hmm. are like immersed for in free. the French in the French environment with French people. You have to deal everything in France in France in French. So like so yes, it's kind of possible. Yeah, mostly if you are like in Paris, you have mm-hmm. a, yeah. There are a lot of people who can speak English in Paris. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Makes sense, and and uh, I guess one one final thing uh, we asked Kenneth earlier: the cost of living there, uh, Usra. What 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 can we expect if someone were to to study there, and uh, you know, cost of living, etc. What, what what do you normally tell the what's what's the as attaché? What what do you say? <laughs> so I would say first that this amount, yeah, the amount of money that you need, like for a month. There is according to the place uh, where you stay and the type of residence of the student, of course. But usually I would say like a monthly budget of uh, 35,000 pesos, something like that. Between 35,000 and 50,000 pesos. Oh, that's not as high as I thought it would yeah. be. <laughs> that's okay. pretty... Food, transport and accommodation. Oh, so, that, yeah. That's like living in BGC here. <laughs> <It's> not- I know. <laughs> I think it's more expensive living in BGC. <laughs> and, and 
it's different. Like if you live in Paris, it will be much, much more expensive than if you live like in Saint-Étienne or I know Keith said he was in Saint-Étienne, I think. So it's cheaper mm-hmm. than Paris, for example. Yeah, as a as someone who uh, who uh, vacations in what's that what's the name of that place again? <laughs> Saint Etienne. How do you say it? Saint Etienne. Saint Etienne. Like as as someone who goes there all the time, like me, <laughs> I can I can, I can <laughs> once a month. Once a month, I go there and I say, yeah, it's very cheap, cheaper than Paris. <laughs> no, we haven't seen outside of Manila no, since twenty nineteen. In a long time. <laughs> a long time. Uh, but Yusra. <laughs> guys yeah uh so as a as a final word Yusha, can can you encourage our listeners uh you know why they should go to not just france uh but ehef in general why why you think it can be a really great um opportunity for our listeners okay it can be very a great opportunity you know because so as i said uh you don't have to speak french to go study in france so so that's the, the most important thing I think to to know. And also the fees, like it's not that expensive, the not that expensive than other countries, I would say. Not European, but I mean like other countries. And so yeah, it's um it's like an um, like if you study in France, it's like empowering your career, professional career. It's also like you can have an international career, it's really and we have also a lot of Filipino students in France, so you won't be the only Pino in France. So, yeah. <laughs> Yay! <Well>, Kabayan! <laughs> Kabayan! <laughs> Thank you, Yusra, for joining us. And, uh, you know, just like, like I think uh, what you really said uh, uh, spoke volumes about, you know, adding to your resume, adding to your, your life in general. Because even you, Yusra, if you say that you went to university at any university, if you just tell us the name, any name in Europe, we're like, oh wow, they studied in Europe. Whoa. Marika. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you see me yeah. anyone, it's like, oh, I went to university of blah 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 in Europe. I was like, wow, that's incredible. And that's like I would want to talk to someone who studied in another country. I feel like I would live vicariously through you. Yeah. And you <laughs> you really brought in your horizons by studying uh, in a different country uh, and a different culture. So thank you, Yustra, for joining us. And uh Hopefully, how do you say, how do you say, bienvenue? How do you say it? How do you say bye-bye? Sorry. Bienvenue. Thank you, Yusra. Thank you, Yusra. So, bye. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Thank you. I love that. I love it. I love it. And uh, we have one final guest uh, who uh, was actually part of a program in Italy, uh, graduate of 2010, and now the current Associate Dean, Rika G. Oh, my goodness. Look at this resume, Rika okay. G. Current Associate Dean for Environment Studies Cluster, School of Design and Arts at uh-huh. the, uh, De La Salle College of St. Uh, Benil, so CSB. And uh, she is, uh, wow, look at this resume. So let's just meet her. Christine Bennett. I'm about, Christine, how do we say your last name? Bennett? Benet. It's Bennett. Bennett. Okay. Bennett. Benet, because we're talking Europe, so I had to say everything I know. in the European thing. Benet. <laughs> Christine Bennett. <laughs> Christine, let's talk about uh, your um, your experience with EHEF. So you you actually went to Italy, is that correct? Yes, Milan to be specific. How nice. long did how long did you stay there? If I may ask. Actually, at the time, um, it was just a year since mm-hmm. um, just to just to con- uh, compare and explain also. Uh, the, uh, one that Kenneth mentioned earlier, the Erasmus is the actual master's, which takes around three years. 
Then there's masters that we call also, which around it takes around one to two years to finish. So uh-huh. mine is the master's program. Mm. Okay. So and that you- was a year in Italy. And what made you study in Italy? What made you choose that place? Uh, well, I have to be honest. 2010 was actually, um, internet was, how do I say it? Dark ages pa. So, <laughs> so, dark oh, oh, I took my master's already in UP that time. Then I just mm-hmm. really wanted to have an opportunity to study abroad, which is the normal, um, uh, how do I say this? Course of life if you're in a creative, you're in the creative industry. Mm-hmm. Parang, um, Europe is a benchmark. So anyway, a friend of mine um, stumbled upon this website and apparently um, it's uh, parang, uh, what do you call this, different schools in Milan. At that time, it was called Milan Network Designs. So it was a group of different um, schools in Milan who actually offered um, scholarships. So it was actually just I really just tried it out. And of course, um, thankfully, I passed. Hello? Yeah. And uh, yeah. you're still there, Hello? Link? <laughs> I thought okay, we you're still there. You're sorry, still there. Sorry, okay. <laughs> so you pa- and uh, you, you also said that, you know, as a, a master's student, especially in the creative arts, you were a part of the fashion industry, right? But... It it's not just for fashion people, no. I mean, can can it? It's also something that goes with people who are maybe into uh, graphic design, etc. Is that something that they could also pursue in 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 Europe? Uh yes. Actually, when I I I stopped because I'm not interested. So anyway, <laughs> uh, um, the my course is um called uh. What they call this new textile design. Even the name, they had to explain it to us. It was a juxtaposition of something. Mm-hmm. It was putting design and technology together. So when I came, sempre, um, I guess like Rika, my initial intention was just to have an opportunity to study abroad. But um, when, of course, I arrived, it was really very overwhelming because it went beyond fashion. Uh, I had stud- uh, classmates. I was the only Filipina in the bunch. Then um, I had classmates from Brazil who were textile designers. Then an wow. Italian who was automotive designer. Then there's also the graphic designer. Then there's also an interior designer. So it was somewhat of a melting pot of design. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a lot of Leche fans. Uh, we call our listeners here Leche fans who, who are actually in the arts, Dibarika. We get a lot of emails yes. from from uh, students who are, you know, art students, etc. So I think it would be a great opportunity for them. And you mentioned you were the only Pinay there, but uh, Yusra mentioned in France, there were, of course, there's a lot of uh, programs that were taught in English. My, my language barrier was like Italy. Was there anything that was, uh, that made it difficult to study there at all? Actually, uh, it's actually advantageous to be a Filipino because, I went there with just the intention of flying there, but uh, I had to look for people who weren't even my relatives. Parang makahanap lang ng friend. Yeah. Because I, I was so afraid na Italian, uh, the language is not English, etc. So thankfully, um, this one I'm really grateful for. Um, Filipinos across the world are so accommodating and hospitality. Kung meron pang mas higher version of words, uh, uh, hospitable. Sila yun. <laughs> Oo. Then, um, 
barrier, actually, we were language barrier. We were given free language classes since Mila um, Mind is actually a government-initiated um, uh, project. Mm-hmm. However, the thing is, since, as I mentioned, I was the only Filipina in class, and we know naman, um, we are somewhat uh, well-versed in English. Mm-hmm. It was the other way around. They were the one trying to get to learn English through me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so, oh, so, wala ko basically. <laughs> but you did impart knowledge. Yeah. And, and but can, uh, yeah. But, like, when it comes to, because you said that you, you studied here, uh, your master's here as well, what's, like, the difference with Italian education when you took that course in Italy? So this is where my, um, how do I say this, wisdom of being way uh, older comes in. <laughs> uh, that's why I guess I'm ad- an administrator now in um, the school I'm working with. Uh, in Italy, like I guess Kenneth has mentioned, it's a whole, they take it holistically. Uh, mm-hmm. We got to um, experience the culture and the technology that they had there. Because that's what impressed me. Eh. They're one of the oldest civilization and yet sila yung pinaka-high-tech. Parang ganon. So, how can you possibly blend that together? So, right now in my position, um, I know it's a heavy term, but it's called Environment Studies Cluster. It's how do you put together architecture, interior design, industrial design, and fashion to work together for one goal. So, it may sound cliche, but that's how the, well, for me, Italians, and I guess the rest of Europe has been able to do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, look at you. I mean, you, you've achieved a, a very a fantastic position and, and are able to now impart your uh, success and knowledge to aspiring students, uh, well, in CSB, but just in general by, by being part of the EHEF fair uh, so, Christine, I guess one one final thing that we, you know, just on the same train of uh, thought as Yusra, uh, Yusra and, and Kenneth is kind of try to kind of convince our listeners, because I'm sure a lot of listeners already who've been listening uh, so far are already like, oh, maybe I should look into this. But can, can you just as, a, as someone who's been through the program and as someone who, you know, has gained a lot from it? Can you encourage our listeners once again why they should study not only in Italy but also just try to be a part of EHEF? Uh, actually, it was, I think it's very convenient for me to be an ambassador because ever since I came back from Italy, uh, being an educator and academician, you're so right with the pronouns. Yes, oh, thank you. you. Yes. <laughs> Woo. One point. Okay, that's uh-huh. a goal for today. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I have been encouraging my students. Well, you have a lot of choices out there where to go. But when it comes to design and the creative industry, uh, as I've said, we have to acknowledge how Europe was able to uh, put together and still, uh, how do you say this, maintain that heritage and culture and yet going forward progressively with technology. Uh, I've been, I'm not naman a uh, sobrang traveler, but for example, I also visited France. Um, some of my students already enrolled in different European schools. And I would encourage, because it opens horizons, a lot of, there's more um, understanding of how to move forward. Uh, we see that um, there are best practices out there that we can adopt in our country. And maybe also know um, stumbling blocks that they came across and how they were able to solve it. So Europe for me is uh, coming from the creative industry again, is very close to my heart. 
because as Filipinos also, um, we have to learn how to acknowledge our heritage and be able pa rin to move forward, especially now with the pandemic. Yes, I think so too. Uh, Christine, I think you 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 close it off very well there. Uh, so thank you so Solid. much for joining us. And uh, I think, thank we, you. I think thank you, your, you. your words and everyone who spoke here today have uh, at least convinced, if we convince at least one Leche fan to, to pursue higher education, maybe they could be the next uh, associate. I know. Representative of the Halo Halo Show. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Christine, for joining us. And uh, Thanks, to all our Christine. guests today, uh, I, I think we learned a lot, Norika G. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. So just once again, if you want to be a part of it, you can visit the EHEF Philippines website and uh, the EHEF Philippine Facebook account for more information. It's a two-day fair happening from October 1 and 2. So if you're listening right now, you still have time. Uh, yeah, and uh, to... Uh, yeah, to all the Leche fans, if you're part of our Facebook group, we're going to post there too. So if you're interested, it's easier for you to to uh, get link. to know more about EHEF. Yeah. The link. Yeah, all right. And, and that's uh, that's it for the uh, commercials. So that does it for commercials. To pay the bills. Commercials. To pay the bills. Commercials. To pay the bills. Wapow! All right, Bilisa. <laughs> uh, let's do our it's like TV magic. You like that? Right? Own... <laughs> the editing, no? uh, All right. But yeah, shout out to the EHEF once again. Uh, let's do our our final two TTs, both kind of um, not related, but but similar in the sense that there is uh, a death involved, and yeah. there is a uh, uh, some mis- mystery. I would say some mystery. No, there's a mystery uh, that is uh, that is kind of surrounded. The mm-hmm. cases so far. Let's start. And with don't a, get us wrong. Don't get us wrong. These are very serious yeah. matters. Okay, Indeed. it involves you know a life of an actual person. Yeah. So I'm gonna start. Um, if you guys, if you guys have been on the internet, there's uh the story going around, and it's about um. Bree Johnson, an artist, a 30-year-old artist, was found dead and unconscious in a resort in uh, La Union. And apparently, uh, Bree shared that room with Julian Ongpin, who is the son of a billionaire. And you guys know the last name, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they shared a room in that resort. And he was later arrested um, due to possession of illegal drugs. So they have yet to reveal the cause of death. And I feel like at this point, maybe the family also wants some privacy. And uh, there were a number of people in the industry, in the creative industry, you know, art scene, um, who have, uh, what do you call it, released their tributes to Brie Mm -hmm. Johnson. So uh, it says here that Brie Johnson is a Filipino contemporary artist who left a career in engineering. And then she's also a musician and she now, and she focused her time on making art as well. So uh of course condolences and you know we're we're very I'm very sorry for you know their loss the family. And yeah, I mean they don't really have like a lot of of details yet that they yeah. released. The autopsy still uh they're still awaiting at the time of this recording they're still awaiting the autopsy results. And uh, apparently the Leon Gallery in Makati also offer their con I'm so sorry. Condolences. Condolences. There we go. Condolences for the, you know, for the passing of of Bree Johnson. Yeah. And 
yeah um yeah pretty heavy news especially for them because i i mean like i heard it from a couple of people and they said that they knew or, or like they met uh them once and it was just like all so shocking so she's i young, huh? I mean, she's young she's, yeah she looks like I don't, I don't know how old she is but she looks like she's younger than us or younger yeah. than me at least and I mean the talent, the the talent mm. that she has. So condolences, Yikes. condolences to your family. Yeah. Well, the hopefully family. they figure out uh, what really happened because right now, mm. uh, the according to you know the reports, it's a suspected suicide. Uh, yeah. But we we won't know you know if there is any foul play, the foul play out there. Yeah. Uh, until the autopsy report and whatnot. So. You know, just keep up to date. Uh, you know, we might not, we probably might not cover this again next week, but you know, you can look up what happened, yeah, uh, down the line to see what, and, what the updates are. Yeah, if you do want to see, like on Twitter, there's like a bunch of threads on like photos of her art, and it's just it's wonderful. Art, yeah, I yeah. Just saw it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't it's know so for, Yeah, it's today, so vibrant. But I looked at it. But yeah. the, the ones that I saw were like underwater style yeah. of painting, and the. Ganda. Yeah. So it's on Twitter. You guys can, you know, uh, you guys can look there. Yeah. All right. Uh, shall we wapow to the last TT? Wapow. All right. The last TT uh, is a case that has captivated the Internet. It's actually uh, specifically on TikTok, but it's the case of the uh, disappearance. And I guess the so, uh, the finding of a girl named Gabby Petito. So. Okay. There, there is this girl in, in the U.S. Her name is Gabby Potito. Uh, she's a travel blogger. And her and her boyfriend, her boyfriend's name was Brian Laundrie. They took off in, a, in, a, in, in her van. It's a white van. And they went uh, cross-country across the United States to document their, their trip on YouTube and on Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so in June, they left. And then in July, they, you know, they were posting photos, traveling through the thing. Uh, and then there was an incident in August. So during this trip, there was an incident in August where the, the couple were actually stopped by police in Utah uh, reporting uh, a domestic dispute between the two. So there was like body cam footage showing like their confrontation. And it was clear that there was some sort of disagreement between Brian and Sigabi, right? Uh, well, no one was detained, but they kind of just, you know, at least from that point forward, you already know that there's already some tension yeah. building. And here's uh, here's the thing that went that kind of went crazy uh, is that uh, when Brian, the guy, returned home, he returned without Gabby Petito. So they're like, oh, shit. Like the, the so the family reported her missing. Right. Like, where is she? You know, at that point, you're like. Wouldn't the guy know, right? The the boy, yeah. Brian. And here's the thing, though. So the, the family didn't contact Brian for like three days. And now Brian is is missing. He's he's he ran away uh, and no one can find him. They're trying to find him to get more information on uh, because he was the probably he was the last person to see where Gabby was. So he's I mean, witness. running away says a lot, a lot right? indeed. Yeah. And here, but here's also a thing that was, uh, you know, very. Uh, crazy is that there there was they were looking for information on how to find Gabby Petito, right? Mm-hmm. And there were these vloggers that were filming in the same area where Gabby oh, and Brian, yeah, were were at one time. And while the while these other vloggers, the man, were editing their footage, 
they actually saw the van of Gabby Petito in their footage while they were editing. So they sent this to the authorities. And because of this, uh, this footage, they, the authorities were able to kind of uh, narrow down their search like, area. And they mm-hmm. were actually able to find a body that was consistent with uh, the, you know, the description of uh, si Gabby. So I think as of yes, as of yesterday, wala pang confirmation na si Gabby Petito yung body that they found. Yeah. Uh, it could be different by the time this recording is out already. But because of that, you know, that crazy coincidence. I mean, I don't know the odds of that. What are the odds of that happening, right? Being the van being caught on like some external footage like that wasn't even going to be used. You know, it's and they for me, parang ano, that's so crazy, you know, that. I feel like it's something that we have to worry about now because it's so easy to whip out a phone and whatever you're doing, it could be caught in another person's phone. Yeah. And what are the chances that, you know, these people who were just vlogging randomly would actually come up and say, hey, we have footage because they could have just said whatever, you know, I'm yes. just going to delete it or whatever. Mm. It's so crazy to think that we actually live in a world where we're all just connected. You're all captured in a camera. You know that, you know that um, Fast and Furious movie, The Which God's one? Eye? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I feel like that could happen I in the future. Yeah, I'm, everyone I'm knows saying, where you are. And you I'm sure they can see yeah. like your facial recognition. I mean, I, in the same vein, uh, because of it, this, this, this case actually blew up on TikTok. Yes. Uh, it, there was multiple trends, including one from a TikToker named Miss Campbell, uh, who has around 150,000 followers. And she actually took to the platform to try to reunite uh, Gabby with her parents. And she would post all these like, you know, updates and whatnot. And people were chiming in and there were people who were saying like, Oh, you know, I might've seen them here, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like, don't fuck with cats on Netflix. Yes. But in, instead of, instead of trying to find the, you know, the, in that, in that documentary, the killer of the cats, this, in this case, they're trying to find uh, what really happened mm-hmm. to Gabby. So it's a fascinating thing. There's too much to unpack, to be honest, in this, in the podcast, like just look at it, look at it online, and it's such a crazy. Well, it's such a crazy story, man. Like the it is how it's all going down. I mean, and they they're saying as of today, as of this recording, that he has not been charged with a crime yet. I, I get it, right, because of the rules of the law and whatnot. But why would he leave? Why would he run? Yeah, and 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 they're reporting him as missing, but he's hiding, bro. He's not missing. He's fucking. Yeah. He doesn't want to be found. That's how I see it. I know I'm jumping the gun here, but go on, man. What are the, what, why would he like not cooperate with the investigation? Mm-hmm. It's so sketch. It's so sketchy. It's, so it's like the sketchiest. Of them oh all. my goodness. Also, isn't it but also because I mean, like only from the movies that I watch and everything yeah. saying that it's hard to solve, you know, a murder or a crime if the body isn't yeah. found. So yes. since they haven't found the body, maybe that's the reason why they, they're being iffy with, with, you know, the accusation yeah. of him being guilty. The, the, you know, the autopsy results, though, uh, will be uh, released today, U.S. time. So actually, we're recording in Deepa, ano eh, Deepa Tuesday. Deepa uh, ba US, US time? time. Ay, Deepa ba? Deepa yata. Deepa release. So until then, uh, they probably can't proceed farther, further with the investigation, yeah. uh, you know, to a to a higher extent. I mean, 
TikTok I, is having a field day too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm hoping that the body that they found, I mean, I know it sounds weird to hope that it's her, but if it is her, it makes things more transparent because if it's not, if it's a different body, which is kind of, yeah. well, A, that's also scary. Like, oh, another body like found in the, you know, this, this place. Mm-hmm. But if it is her, at least it will give, I think, some closure to the family right because that's probably one of the most devastating things like never knowing what happened you know it's really so crazy how massive the un what the untouched land or barely touched land that they have in the states yung parang because i know like a lot of stories because i listened to this one murder podcast right yeah. and we talk about a lot of these kinds of stories where people would you know climb a mountain go to the forest or mm-hmm. whatever like randomly they wouldn't actually even know where they are and they would yeah. find a body they would step on a hand and there's so much there's so much there's empty so space. much empty exactly yeah. and even like the rangers who guard the whole area they don't even know what's in there yeah, you know what i mean it's like thousands and thousands yeah. of, of, of square miles of, of uh-huh. trees and desert it's huge there's a vast like it's like a vast uh ecosystem of, of like, uh-huh. stuff that cannot really be covered by one as person. much as they have you know like a lot of big cities they also have a lot of you know untouched land yeah. so, <laughs> they, like unknown what's in there that's what that's what i'm saying like finding that like the the vloggers who got the footage it's like literally finding needle in a haystack yeah that, that, yeah that's that was the crazy odds. yeah uh-uh. so if you want to keep up to date with it i mean just you know keep up to date with the news on gabby petito that's g-a-b-b-y-p-e-t-i-t-o other than that, any final thoughts on this, Rika G? Uh, that's it, man. I actually want to watch Squid Game, but Ooh, I'm it. thinking, I'm thinking, I want to watch Matrix first because Wait, somebody made Matrix? me read the first one. Have you ever seen it? Never. Oh, okay. Then okay, that's look. what you got to do. Okay, look. Okay. Somebody made me realize that the Matrix isn't actually a movie about just like made up stuff. It's like philosophical and shit. Yeah. So yeah. I'm kind of interested now. Nobody ever. Nobody ever told me about how it's actually not sci-fi made up stuff. What do you mean? So, I mean it, like It is sci-fi though. No, no, no. I mean like I mean, parang it's just like wala lang. Do you know uh, I can't explain it. Well, basically further. there it, it it makes you wonder if you're living in a computer. Exactly. That's what Yeah. So <laughs> Yun yung ano, yun yung parang medyo nagpa-catch na attention ko and I'm like, maybe I should watch that. Okay. I haven't, I haven't watched. But alam mo na-realize ko, feeling ko hindi ko talaga kaya yung Star Wars because I did try. I did try the yeah. first one. Okay. The first one that's actually not the first one. Yung OG, the uh, old one. Yung sa, sa anong, anong number yun? Hindi <laughs> 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 ko na kasi episode alam four. eh. Episode 4. Episode 4. You hope. So, Yung ano may pew pew gan. Lat na may pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> yung uh, ano yung may parang ano alien. May lahat. May lahat. Ano si si Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Na bata. Tama ba? Hindi. Hindi. Alright, alright. Anyway. Well, report back to us on Matrix next week. Yes, yes, yes. Alright. Extra song. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 